Welcome back to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio for the Cleveland Classic. Nick Verzellini joined by Andrew Rogers here on the call. Marshall leads the Duquesne Dukes 7-5 at 15-04 remaining in the first half of play. Blake Jude back in the third half in his studios in Huntington keeping us on air and online. So big thanks to Blake and Andrew. Interesting start to this contest. Thundering her 33%, Duke, the Dukes 14%. And both teams kind of struggling in this one to get anything going offensive. Yeah, give it, give these two teams some time. It happened to WVU and Ohio State in the previous contest of this Cleveland Classic game. Both those teams couldn't shoot to start off the game. A lot of fouls, a lot of sloppy play. We've kind of seen a little bit of that so far, but give it a little bit of time. This is Duquesne offense that has played well. Carey's got it inside, but his big guys have not finished around the rim. So we'll see how Marshall's interior defense adjusts and also perimeter defense to be able to adjust and not allow Carey to work his way into the paint and be very creative to not only dish it out but to score. Carey will head to the line for the first time this afternoon. Takes a couple dribbles, lines up the free throw, and it's up and good. So Carey knocks that one down on the year. Sincere Carey shooting 29 at 33, 87%. 7-6 now the score, Marshall on top. Carey's second free throw is up and good. So game now tied at 7 with 15.04 remaining in the first half. Byers with a poor inbound, taken away by the Dukes. A floater in the lane is short, no good. Carey now a three-pointer. And he's, his foot was on the line. The three was good, but he was out of bounds. And big break for Marshall there. Yeah, Byers had a, had a good idea. He tried to lead Jared West, who was cutting up floor, but the lead pass was out in front of West. And West really never had a chance to make a play as Duquesne almost uh, got a steal again here on, on another inbounds play. This full court pressure is starting to give Marshall problems. Hughes down there defending well. And Kinsey will throw it off the back of Miller, gets it back, drives into the lane, tries to throw up a lob for Byers. Byers tries a fadeaway jumper, no good. Back out to Taylor as he got his own rebound, did Byers, and the herd will reset. So interesting sequence there, resulting in no points for the Thundering Herd. Kinsey in the high post, right wing. Back out to West. West drives baseline, gets fouled, and will go back to the line where he's one for one on the day. Three points for West as he got the end one earlier, and that was really the best part of Marshall's offense so far today. Yeah, how about the clever play, though? Marshall having problems inbounding the basketball. The defender, Norman Jr., had his back to the basketball. Kinsey said, I'll throw it right off your back and go make a play. Didn't score, but Marshall was able to get the ball finally inbounds after a couple rough sequences. West knocks down the free throw. An interesting shot, too, by Byers. Goes to a fadeaway when he's wide open. Nonetheless, West knocks down the second free throw. 9-7 now, the herd on top. 14 and a half to go in the first half. Carey bringing it across half court for Duquesne. Carey back out to a wide open steal. He can shoot the triple, but he's short on that one. Kinsey throwing it ahead to Byers, taken away by Steele. Sloppy basketball here in Cleveland, Ohio. Miller with it, working against Byers. Miller down low to Hughes. Hughes powers his way up. Short on the shot, Miladinovich ahead to Taylor. Taylor will slow things down and try to get the offense going for Marshall. Give credit to Marshall's defense. Duquesne 
Hasn't had a field goal in four minutes of its last eight. Marshall's defense inside and out has been strong. Miladinovich down low is rejected by Hughes. West gets the board kind of in between a shot and a lob pass, and it comes up short. A three ball for Norman Jr. is short. Rebound Miladinovich. Back on the herd the other way. West over to Kinsey. He'll slow things down, finds a wide open Byers. Byers drives in. Mid-range step back. Jumper is good for Mike Byers. Buried it. 11-7. The herd now on top. 13 and a half to go in the first half. Creative move there from Mike Byers off the dribble. His defender, Weathers, kind of gets caught behind. Byers just pops a, an easy mid-range elbow jump shot. Carey drives baseline, kicks it back out to Hughes. Norman with it on the left wing, working against Andrew Taylor. Iron Bennett getting ready to check back in for the thundering hurt. Norman kicks it out to Steele. Steele with a long-range three-pointer. Off the back iron, no good. Taylor grabs the rebound for the thundering hurt. Taylor with two rebounds early on. No points coming off of a 27-point performance against Northern Iowa. Byers with the fadeaway baseline jumper on the left baseline, and it's no good. So again, he goes to that fadeaway. Darius George will check in as well for Byers. So it will be George and Bennett in for the thundering herd. Now on the court for Marshall. West, Kinsey, Byers, Bennett. I'm sorry, not Byers. George, Bennett, and Andrew Taylor. And then Tavian Dunmartin has checked in for Duquesne. Low post with it is Weathers. Weathers dumps it down to Steele, and he'll miss again. So Steele off to a slow start. Duquesne is 0 for its last 10 shots. Nice pass from Kinsey down low to Bennett, and Bennett finishes the layup. It's 13-7, thundering herd on top. Great play again. Kinsey's done a good job here early on setting up his teammates. That's his second dime, but how about the Marshall defense right now? Seven points from the Dukes, one of 13, shooting a lot of credit to this Marshall defense, rebounding the basketball well. Dunmartin, high post steal. Down low to Weathers, working against George. Back to Steele in the opposite low post, but it's knocked away by Bennett. Taylor with it now for the Thundering Herd. Andy Taylor swings it over. West, a pull-up three is good for Jared West. 16-7, Thundering Herd on top. West knocks down the triple, and he has eight points to lead the Thundering Herd in Cleveland. Norman with it on the left wing. Skip pass over to Weathers in the corner, down low, Steele. Steele working against Bennett. He's swatted away by Iron Bennett. Heard back the other way. West. Finds Taylor on the right wing, down low. Bennett gets positioning, pump fakes. Left-handed layup, no good, but George with the follow. And the Herd now lead 18-7. to seven. Much-needed timeout here from Keith Dambrot and his squad. No momentum on the offensive end. Marshall is building this lead because of defense, and when you get momentum from defense and then you rebound the basketball, they're getting out and running and making plays in the open floor and continuing to be efficient, getting the ball inside. Kinsey set up his teammates. West has hit a big three. Everything clicking on both ends right now for Marshall. The sound of teammates supporting each other during the Marshall Pro Day represents the bond that the 14 Marshall football seniors have made over the past four years at Marshall. 
as their college careers come to a close, their dreams of the NFL start to become a reality. Senior kicker Justin Rowasser says the experience has been like no other. It's been amazing. It's been a great journey. I wanted to play in the NFL, obviously, but you know, you never think, you always like, it's out there, it's out there, you're chasing it, but to be so close is, it's a, it's a great feeling. I just love it for my family, people that support me. Marshall had several players put on strong performances during the pro day. Perhaps the most impressive performance came from quarterback Chris Jackson. Jackson ran a 4.44 40-yard dash, put up 15 reps on the bench press, and recorded a 36-inch vertical. Jackson says he believes he showed he could compete at the NFL level. As a DB, you, you know you want to come in and run fast, and you know a lot of scouts want to see how fast you can run, and can you stay hip-to-hip hip with those guys in the, in the NFL. So coming out here today, I just wanted to show um, kind of my top-end speed and what I could do. Center Levi Brown was the only offensive lineman participating in the pro day. Therefore, he had to work out with the defensive lineman, which made for an interesting adjustment. I knew I was going to be going with the D lineman. I just didn't know if I was going to have to do all of their drills. At first, it was a little bit of worried, you know, what's next, you know, what's new. But once the scouts kind of pulled me away and had me doing O-line work with the D lineman, pretty much from then, football took over and it was, it was doing football practice again. So once I got comfortable, it was a thing that I was really confident in. Now the focus for these prospects will move to individual team workouts as these players prepare for the NFL draft. The opportunity that, you know, some of us have, you know, worked for 16 years now for and being able to prepare really fast and really hard in eight weeks to kind of come out here and, and show everything you've learned and how much you can mature that fast is something that I didn't take for granted at all. I loved every second of it and I made great relationships with some of these scouts and you know you kind of want to look forward now to, to what comes in the following months. Marshall hasn't had a player selected in the NFL draft since Daryl Roberts in 2015. If these players impress scouts enough on Wednesday that streak may come to an end. For FM88 Sports, I'm Nick Verzellini. Holbridge's punt high kick Henry waves for it at the 30, but he muffed the punt, and it's going to be a fight for it. Middle Tennessee has the football. Special teams being a huge impact on this ball game, and Middle Tennessee is going to take over as Wayne Parks falls on it at the 28. So the Blue Raiders in scoring position here after a miscue by Artie Henry where he bobbled the uh, or just kind of just muffed it. I mean, he just dropped the punt there on the near sideline. And after a 52-yard punt, O'Hara in the offense back on the field. Again, this is Henry's really just first, second game as a punt returner. Normally you have Keaton back there, and eventually, you know, he's been really good back there, but makes a mistake here. O'Hara rolls out to the right, looking downfield under pressure, and now throws it away. Flag comes in at the 20-yard line. Bo playing with the pressure. Could go against the thundering herd here and could be holding. Yeah, it might be against Beckett in the secondary trying to cover that crossing pattern. They're going to call it on Stephen Gilmore, so that would give an automatic first down to Middle Tennessee. So... Henry fumble on the punt, and then a Gilmore holding call. Sets up Middle Tennessee in the red zone here. The Blue Raiders looking to execute. We're here earlier, but a fumble by Middle Tennessee turned it over and gave Marshall back the field ball. Probably running outside the hash marks. Uh, Donald on the carry. Beckett makes the tackle. He's now the running back here on second down and nine after the one-yard carry to the 17. O'Hara in the gun, four receiver set. 
just hasn't been any running room up the middle for the Blue Raiders. You know, really met right at the line of scrimmage and then hasn't been able to go anywhere beyond it. Brad Anderson is in the slot for the Blue Raiders. Looked like Middle Tennessee's right tackle moved, yep. which would be uh, 64. He's not listed on the 2D. So that moves it back to the 22-yard line. Second and 14 for the Blue Raiders. Three receivers set. Minimum Pierce, the receivers to the far side as O'Hara fires over the middle. Caught Pierce inside the five. First down, middle Tennessee to about the four. Nazi Johnson in coverage. We'll mark it at the two here. O'Hara quickly on the ball. Once again, Widom Pierce, the receivers to the far side. Ali, the receiver to the near side. O'Hara keeps, and he'll shed off Beauplan and get into the end zone. Touchdown, middle Tennessee. Make it 28-13 with 6.51 remaining here in this third quarter. Andrew, in a costly fumble. I mean, turnovers are the story of this ballgame. There's the firepower of the Middle Tennessee State offense. I said it at the 10-minute mark. There's a lot of time left. It only takes a turnover, a defensive stop, anything to get uh, some momentum on the Blue Raiders' side, and that's what happens. A turnover, you get it into a score, and now it makes things a little interesting here at a two-score ballgame. Cruz holds extra point is good. So Marshall 28, Middle Tennessee 14 with just under seven minutes to go here in this third quarter. And again, we see the response by the Blue Raiders and O'Hara with the rushing touchdown. He's thrown for 11 touchdowns this year. He's now ran for seven. Well, now he's thrown for 12 in this game. So O'Hara continues to make big plays for Middle Tennessee. Five-play, 28-yard drive, 102 off the clock, resulting in the O'Hara two-yard touchdown run. So Marshall sends Sheldon Evans back deep. And, again, we haven't seen Evans on offense today, which is kind of weird. I mean, usually we're seeing him at least get, you know, five to ten carries or so. Really haven't seen much of Knox, though. Hasn't really has he, he's, I think he's had one carry in the second half. Went for about a four-yard gain because at the half he had nine carries in t for 27 yards. Yeah, you're exactly right there. Uh, just one carry here for Brendan Knox at the half, 10 for 31 in the ball game. So he hasn't had much room, but also now Marshall in a situation where it's up 28-14. You know, you probably would have seen Knox on that previous drive if uh, – you know, Henry didn't fumble the football. Evans will fair catch, and uh, it'll go oh, out of bounds. Smart. So that will actually have Marshall at the 35. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between these two teams, whether it be kicks out of bounds in this game. Uh, kind of similar offense early. Both teams wanted to get it out quickly to their receivers. Now fumbles on special teams, setting up touchdown drives. So. Yep. Both teams have taken advantage of every turnover. Yeah. All three turnovers from the Blue Raiders have led to three Marshall touchdowns, and then Marshall's turnover leads to a Blue Raider touchdown. Yeah, it's just that Middle Tennessee's mistakes have occurred more often than Marshall's. As Marshall have it here, first down and 10 from the 35. Up by 14 here with under seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Gamage Henry, the receivers to the far side. Johnson to the near side. Gains in the H-back position. 
And they'll give it to Sheldon Evans. Evans sheds off one tackler and across the 35, dives at about the 40. Wood makes the tackle. The market at the 40-yard line. It's a five-yard pickup for Evans on his first carry of the day. Nick, another change on that line. Dalton Tucker's in at left tackle. Josh Ball shaking up here on the sideline. So Artie down, Kane Madden. We said Ball's probably the second one. He's not out there. Big catch by Artie Henry over the middle. Henry and Shrine across the 45, 40, 35, 25, and finally out of bounds goes Artie Henry. He leaps up, makes a nice grab over the middle, and then uses his speed and kind of makes up for that fumble. Patterson again was the man in coverage. Really good route by Artie Henry, and then he gets help from his receiver Gamage down the field to get a block on Jackson, the cornerback, who may have been able to limit the game, but really good run by Henry after the catch. Henry gets it to the 26 of Middle Tennessee. Big hole for Sheldon Evans running off the left side. 15-10-5 end zone. Touchdown Sheldon Evans. Touchdown Marshall. 26-yard run for the herd back, and it's 34-14. The Blue Raider defense breaking down. You know, they did a really good job uh, being able to stop the run, but good job by that left side. Alex Millette opens up the hole, and it was just all the room in the world for Sheldon Evans to be able to get into the end zone. I mentioned it, no ball, no Kane Madden, but the offensive line with Dalton Tucker and moving Ulmer inside paid off for Marshall on that series. And Willie Johnson, a nice block on that play as well. Chuchi on to attempt the extra point. His kick is perfect. 35-14 Marshall, 5.40 to go in the third quarter. We'll take another break here. You're listening to Marshall Football on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Set up by Coulter for Sierra Bell. Down in a kill and a match for the Thundering Herd, 25-21. This past weekend, Marshall Volleyball's Sierra Bell traveled to Colorado Springs, Colorado to compete for a spot on the USA Volleyball's women's national team. The Bell says it was an opportunity of a lifetime. It was, above all, an amazing experience. I was in shock for so long that I even had the opportunity to go out to Colorado. Even though DeBell was not chosen to compete on Team USA's top-tier team, she was selected to the second-tier team. Head coach Ari Agnes says she's proud of how DeBell represented Marshall. To even be at the tryout is a huge deal. To have made the second tier of that tryout is absolutely unbelievable. Where she finished and, and the things that we've gotten feedback from, I have some friends that worked it, and the praise that they gave her was was really, really high. So she, she did well. She represented Marshall at an unbelievable level. DeBell ranked third in Conference USA with 422 kills, helping the Thundering Herd to an 18-10 overall record an eight-game improvement in the win column from the previous season. DeBell says after being elected to compete for a spot on Team USA, she received tremendous support throughout the community. I sat there for a second and I had to, like, recollect myself, and I was like, I'm playing with and against all of these kids that I watch on TV. So it was just, like, a really surreal experience for me. So the support that I had behind me was incredible. I loved it. With the Bell trying out for Team USA, Marshall Volleyball's team now has two players competing for spots on national teams. DeBell's teammate, Destiny Leon, represents Trinidad's national team. For FM88 Sports, I'm Nick Verzellini. 